service. Uh, this has been an annual event now for a number of years, and uh, the whole service is uh, a little bit different than uh, what you might be used to. So um, be prepared. Uh, this is the day in which we give you an opportunity uh, to be able to share your stories, uh, your memories, uh, the things that have happened in your life over uh, this past year or over the past years, um, but in a little bit of time, uh, a microphone will be taken through the sanctuary and you can share what God has placed on your heart. So uh, keep that in mind. We also have a time for prayer requests um, as well. So I'm sure uh, the Lord is going to work in a great and wonderful way. A couple of announcements before we get started. Um, the junior choir, I know a couple fellows asked me, or not the junior choir, a junior church uh, will be dismissed during the greeting time. Uh, so please keep that in mind, those of you who are going to be leaving the service and going downstairs. We do want to extend our sympathies to Dave Bauer. Uh, his stepfather had passed away uh, recently. The funeral, I believe, is tomorrow. So uh, please keep uh, that family in prayer. There's no Awana this Wednesday uh, due to Thanksgiving on Thursday. Now, a couple of folks that we need to pray for this morning. Uh, keep Dorothea Lebo in prayer. As you know, she had her gallbladder taken out, and she's in need of knee surgery at a later date. Uh, Dave Rode, his surgery is still scheduled for the 30th of November. Uh, and Sandy Snyder tomorrow is having some screws and things taken out of her leg, so pray for her, as well as Jean Weaver, who had a hip replacement uh, recently. 
And then Trish Hamaker, as we've been praying, she was in a car accident, but she was back in the hospital uh, this week, uh, not due to her leg injury. Uh, I'm not, still not sure, unless someone has an update, uh, why. The, initially, it was kidney stones, they thought, but they just weren't sure at the time I spoke to, uh, to Mike. Um, keep Helen Hoffman in prayer as well, uh, Sue Miller's mother. She fell on Friday and uh, fractured a pelvic bone. And so she's in the hospital right now, Harrisburg Hospital. Uh, we do need to keep her in prayer as well. You might also have heard that there were some families who uh, lost quite a bit in, in fires uh, not that long ago, right in town. I believe there were three or maybe four families, and we certainly need to keep them in prayer as well. So we'll be praying for some of these folks when we get to the time of prayer. Uh, but right now, the choir is going to lead us in a time of music.
Amen. Great is his faithfulness. As we have our worship gathering, we are, we are celebrating what God has done this year and remembering all the great things that, that God uh, has done for us, has done for us as a church, where God has brought you from. And so I encourage you to be thinking about opportunities, things that God has done in your life this year, to be able to stand up and to be able to share when the moment comes, because it is so great to be able to rejoice together as a family of God. It really is, to be able to celebrate along with you. And now we ask that you stand with us as we sing, Forever God is Faithful, Forever He is Strong. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, His love endures forever. For the life that's been reborn, His love endures
Can we put verse one up, Pete, for this song? Though the tears may fall, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. Though my heart may fail, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. While there's breath in my lungs, I will praise you, Lord. Let that be our prayer this morning. Though the tears may fall, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. Though my heart may fail, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. While there's breath in my lungs, I will praise you, Lord. In the dead of night, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. When the waters rise, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. While there's hope in this heart, I will praise you, Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the darkness I'll dance, in the shadows I'll sing. The joy of the Lord is my strength. When I cannot see you with my eyes, let faith arise to you. When I cannot feel your hand in mine, let faith arise to you. God of mercy and love, well, I will praise you, Lord. Will you shine with glory? Oh, you shine with glory, Lord, alive. I feel alive with you. In your presence now I come alive. I am alive with you with very strength when I say, Without you, 
I fall apart You're the one That guides my heart Lord, I need you Lord, I need you Oh, I need you Runs deep, your grace is more. Grace is found, is where you are. And where you are, Lord, I am free. In the holiness is Christ in me. Lord, I need. to hear me now. Okay, this is the time that we come to praise how God has worked in our life 
for the whole year. We listen to Pastor Bob, and he gives us the information we need. He gives us the word, and the word is truth, and we apply it to our life, right? So it's our time, once a year, and it's so neat that we get to express how God has worked in our life and how we've leaned on God. The song said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. How true is that? That is so true, especially this year. Trust me, it's been. So I'm not going to stand up here and talk, so I'm going to pass it around, the mic around to everyone. Pastor Tony's in the back for all those in the back, so I don't have to run around. So in the back, you'll, um, hand, you'll get the mic from Pastor Tony. Okay? You got it, Tony? Are you ready? Okay, so let's get started. This is the greatest time of the morning. So, and I see lots of new faces around here, so this is great. I want to hear how God is working in your lives also. It's not been easy. It's been a hard one. And I hate silence, so we have to put our hands up, guys. I'm looking. <laughs> no one's brave enough. I can always depend on my sister to start it off. <laughs> 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 Nothing like putting her on the spot, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, Sharon's going to save you. Uh, but I guess I can do that. Um, I just wanted to uh, say how blessed and thankful I have been. Oh, this summer has been an awesome summer for my mom. She had surgery a year ago uh, this month, and uh, she had part of her colon removed. It's pretty sick, and uh, she came through the surgery fine, but the infections were unbelievable. So anyways, that being said, uh, I had a great summer with her. I um, was blessed to be able to have time with her and take her on a road trip to see my brother in North Carolina. And that she even really wanted to go um, was, was even a, a blessing itself. So I was just really blessed to have her down this summer and spend time with me and also to be able to take her on a road trip and that she's doing much better. So I'm very blessed for that and thankful. See how wonderful God is? That wasn't so difficult, was it? Who's my next person? Come on, guys. Look at, Sna look at Summer back here. She is just ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um, as my son didn't want to point him out, but he's like, no, no, no. He didn't want me to get up. Yeah. So anyway. Um, okay. So you guys know about, you know, Savannah a few years ago with uh, all that that went on and how God was so great through that. Um, this uh, past fall, um, I, I have been, the, the Lord blessed me with white pasty skin and moles. It is so gorgeous. It's so beautiful. I love it. Um, white pasty skin and moles is so, it's so awesome. I love it. It's, Greg thinks it's so great. Um, so, like some of you can tan and you look healthy and glowy and then you got white pasty, and with that, yeah, I know. With that comes, um, you know, you go and uh, go to the dermatologist every year, and that's always fun because you're there in all your glory and your white pastiness and moliness, and there you are, woohoo! Hey, look at all this. And um, so anyway, my insurance changed, which forced me to go to a different dermatologist, and the only choice—well, there were two choices—but the closest was Danville. So every year I would complain the whole drive. It was over an hour to get there, go to Danville to this dermatologist. And it is a lady who 
also, every year when I went, she's like, wow, you have a lot of moles. That's awesome, too, as you're in all your glory. Um, anyway, she said, um, I'd really like for you to get those photos taken, the ones that the insurance doesn't cover. It's over $1,000 to get, as you're in your glory, you get pictures of all your skin. And um, I knew I should have done this a long time ago, but it's over $1,000, and you're there in all your glory, and I would rather spend that money on something else. Anyway, she is so adamant how important this is, especially for somebody as pasty and moly as I am, she was going to take care of the cost. So I went, and I thought, oh, there's going to be somebody just, you know, with a camera. And it was as if I walked into Colleen's studio, because there's all these white things, whatever you have hanging behind you, the white walls, and these huge flash bulbs, and there's a platform, and somebody who looks as if they're like Colleen with this big, beautiful camera, and there I am in all my white, pasty, moly glory for them to take pictures of all of it. And it's so awesome because then you get a CD and you take with you and I can look at it whenever I want to and the doctor can also and then we go to the appointment and there you are and she takes photo by photo and compares the photo to my skin, photo to skin, all of it. And it's so, it's awesome. It's awesome. And um, so anyway, uh, over the summer I, I looked down at my arm and I was like, oh, out of the millions that I have, is that one new? What is this? I don't remember. Went to the dermatologist. I said, what is this one? She's like, it's new. I'm not worried. We're going to take it. And it was melanoma, um, which is not awesome, but that's what it was. And uh, we took care of it. I have surgery. I've got like a four-inch uh, scar now. And they have to make sure they take it all out, and that's great. And it's, it's all gone. It's all gone. Now I'm on watch. Now I'm lucky enough. I get to go two times a year to be in all my white pasty glory for somebody else to scour every inch of my body uh, to look for more things. So um, that is a praise in all of that. So I'm trying, you can tell I'm trying to make light of all of this, but I would like as a side note to say, please, please use sunscreen and tanning beds are bad and oh just I'm just going to go out to the raspberry patch and not put sunscreen on don't do that just don't do that because uh, the first thing of course I think of when they say something like this happens I'm not thinking about me I'm thinking about them and um, how that affects them so anyway we got that all done that little surgery all done and then my wonderful in-laws thought it would be a really good idea for us to get some cattle in our pasture. So I'm out there, there are the cows looking at me, and I fall in the pasture and sprain my ankle, and that was really awesome. Um, so that was like two weeks after the surgery, and there's really no point in that, except I'm so thankful that we have some cattle to look at. Thank you. Thanks so much. That's always great. So... Uh, we've had a couple years of, you know, there's been some, there's been some hard knocks here, but here we are, and we're okay. And I actually drove past that fire on Thursday night, and I had the luxury of driving away as I left that tragedy behind me, and I went into my home that was not on fire. Um, so there's so many good things, and I am... Um, 
just brought to my knees so many times all these bad things, and they are bad, and they're challenges, and we all go through them, whether you talk about them today or not, but God has us. He, he has us, and he is there, and sometimes stuff really sucks, but he is still there, so... Um, I am not going to share those photos, by the way, with anybody. Don't ask. But if you want to talk about moles or white pasty skin, I'm your girl right here. I will. Go see your dermatologist. That's it. Wow, does she make you want to really go see that? Go see Colleen. I think it's easier to go get your pictures taken. <laughs> not that one. But that's a good thank you, Summer. And it's to show you that God is with you. He never leaves you. Even though you're going through all these trials, he never said it would be easy. And if you think it's easy, well, then you're not really following the Lord. Am I right? Of all the studies we've been doing. Anyone else want to do it? Oh, well, look at this one. I'm mostly thankful for um, this church and, and people who work here. Thank you. We sometimes need to hear those things, and that's awesome. And we love having you here. Watching you sing, awesome, awesome. It's great. Someone else want to On Thursday afternoon as I'm driving home from work, I get a phone call that you don't expect to get. And um, it was one of my employees, and she called me. She said, Melissa, I won't be at work tomorrow. I'm like, okay. Um, and then her voice quivered. I said, what's wrong? She was one of the people that lost everything in the fire. Um, her family, and um, all I could think of is, is I'm going to get to her somehow. And as soon as I could get through town, um, we'd stopped at Doughboys to have pizza for dinner that night. And I gave one pizza to my family, and I took off with the other one and, and got to the police station um, where they were. Thankful God was watching out for all of them because all the people are okay. When I got to the police station, I also saw the other families involved. One was somebody that graduated high school with me and another family. Um, and all of the people got out okay. One family did lose some pets. Um, but I know this community, as I could see on Facebook, is just outpouring for, for all these families and providing for them clothing, anything that's needed. Um, we're also doing stuff at my work for the employee and just – just praise God that he was able to watch over all those people and that they could come out of those homes alive. Um, but they need a lot of love and care and support from all of us because, you know, she's devastated. Her, her son can't go into his bedroom. Um, and it'll take months until they can get rebuilt. Did everyone, did the, whole, the homes all burn? Did they burn completely down? That's so sad. One of them went completely down. Yeah, I rode by it. I was coming back from the bank, and I rode by it, and it was just, um, and they're all row homes, like, back there. So that when they went, they just, they all just went. So it was really tragic. But the com community is really pulling together. The everyone is pulling together. Do I have any more? Come on, guys. Hmm? I knew I could count her. I'm going to talk about some sucky stuff, too, Summer. No, it's been an amazing year. Um, everybody knows Dave developed epilepsy about 48, six years later. You know, we're into uh, 2000 and, well, it's even longer than that. No, it's eight years later. Oh, no, um, forget it. I'm not going to go into dates. But anyways, it's been six years. I'm talking your age, and yeah. So we have, he has six neurologists he's been through. He goes through surgery. 
He said, we can fix this. We can take it out of your brain and, you know, you'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, praise the Lord, the surgery went amazing and uh, no seizures since uh, May. But um, his memory has been really affected. You guys all realize that. But God does sustain us. He gives us what we need every day. And I am so thankful, you know, that he does sustain us. And we're thankful for this church family that's just prayed and prayed and prayed and helped us through this and been there for Dave and still a lot of questions and answers that aren't answered. But like you said, God's got this and we're just praising God and, you know, waiting to see what he has to. He's got to take some tests, which um, are coming up in March and April, and that'll determine whether he keeps his job or not. And so we don't know where where God's taking him after that, but, you know, he does. So we're not even... You know, you want to look to the future, but, you know, we just look day to day and, and know that, you know, he's got this. So we just praise God for, for what he's done. And we got a new baby coming on in, the <laughs> in a week, and we can't wait to meet our new little granddaughter. So nine days. So we're thankful, thankful, thankful. Praise the Lord. Dave, you want to say something? Yeah, it was an awesome time like yesterday. We had... My mother's 90th birthday. Yeah, she turned 90. Then she was, I mean, and we had all five siblings were there. All, well, not all. We had, like, I think seven grandchildren. And we had six little guys under the age of five. We've never had that many great-grandchildren. But it was really great. It was just a wonderful time. And it was just so awesome. You know, God just works, you know, mother's surviving. It's been almost, what, a year and a half now since she lost her spouse of 64 years but you know god is good and she knows that i love the song we just sang the joy of the lord is my strength and that is so true and we need to put tony to work back there so we need some people in the back so you want to hand the mic to someone back there tony or if not we can go up here it's no problem That's great. Last year, you remember our friend Jeanette lost her husband, and she's doing okay. And Logan had a really rough year, but they're they're coming. Logan decided on the anniversary of Bob's death that uh, she was she chose to be strong and brave like her dad taught her to be, and she's moving forward. She's home now for Thanksgiving break. We haven't seen her yet. We wanted to give them time alone together for the first couple days. But with that, and I look at the obituaries and see all these young people dying and leaving spouses and children, and even though he might not believe it, I'm glad I still have my husband. And tomorrow it will be 29 years. Five of the happiest years between us. <laughs> I don't think I got that one, but, but that's okay. <laughs> awesome. So God is doing wonders. And like I said, it's just great. Music, that's where we get. And that's why we have our praise and worship. Because it just seems like the music. I see David. David, he's up there always. So the music always touches his heart. And he's into playing piano now and everything. And it's just wonderful. He's got all the grandchildren wanting to go over there and play on the piano. It's just awesome time. Awesome time. Okay, guys, you don't want to hear me. I want to hear everybody else.
There you go, Tony. Good job. Oh, okay. I just want to thank everybody for the cards and prayers. We've uh, have had some losses here lately, and uh, but yeah, here we go. Uh, if it wouldn't be for the the church, Pastor Tony and Pastor Bob, this would be a lot tougher to go through. So thank you. It's been a blessed year for us, uh, and you know, family means a lot. I I want to be. I'm very thankful for another great year with uh, with my wife Rose and with my uh, daughter and her husband uh, Jennifer and Joey and and that little granddaughter. And uh, she has been such a blessing. And uh, uh, thank this church family for all your prayers and support. And she's five years old now, and she's such a blessing uh, every day. And uh, she still has issues you know that we have to deal with but uh she's doing very well and uh it's, it's it's just amazing to be able to sit back and watch how she touches hearts uh everywhere she goes most recently she uh, uh was asked to go up to bloomsburg university uh there's a group of uh, mostly girls there in a sorority that support the make-a-wish foundation and uh, we encountered them at a, uh, a Make-A-Wish walk down at Hershey Park Zoo uh, uh, about a month ago. And they were just so taken with her, they asked if she would come and, you know, talk about her experience. And uh, they did that yesterday. And it was just a neat thing and uh, very surprising. They came out uh, after they had given their talk and that. And that, like you see, the lottery winners, they had this huge check this big check for $100 that they gave her. And uh, that was really neat. Thank you all. Well, I know there's many, many more that would just love to stand up and tell about. You have another one? We're going to repeat, Sarah. Back to uh, Jeanette and Logan, last year you donated um, over $1,000 to them, and we appreciate that so much. And she did exactly what I thought she would do when we gave her the check. She started to cry, and then she said, these people don't even know me. And I said, I, I put my arms or my hands on her shoulders, and I said, I knew you were going to say that. And you know what's even more amazing? That these people know us, and they still gave you the money. <laughs> and she chuckled. And then she said, I was wondering how I was going to pay for heating oil. So, and, and people have just, over the past year, have been giving her money. I know um, Colleen and her group um, gave her some money, and the the um, parents present and past from the daycare or not daycare but preschool where she works they just had piles and piles of money for her and and uh, please continue to pray for them I we very much appreciate the prayers that you have prayed for them Logan's going to have a very tough semester next 
semester. She's in medical lab sciences. She's doing an internship and will be working eight hours a day at that, plus she'll be taking classes. So she'll have a, a rough year and then she graduates and goes on into the real world, bless her heart. Thank you. Steve, you're sitting there shaking your head. You sure don't want to say anything? No? Okay. Just checking. I was just checking. Not yet. Okay, I'll give you time. I haven't heard from anyone over there. <gasps> Miss Sarah. She's going to say something for us. All right. Mine is in the area of praise. We have two pastors who graduated from Lancaster Bible College, and they don't often say much about promoting the college. Tony, Pastor Tony knows this, but I have a granddaughter who is a big soccer player at Lancaster Bible. Last year, her first game, uh, one of the Houghton College students, players, was tussling, and Kirsten's a fierce fighter and <laughs> crushed her foot over the top, separated the metatarsal, and tore, I forget, ligament, muscle, whatever, under her ankle. This year, the team is fourth in whatever, Tony, you might know, being a soccer coach. And yes, Tony is the girls' soccer coach for Halifax. <laughs> and I don't follow football much or baseball when the World Series is on, but I've enjoyed soccer. And uh, I'm thankful to the Lord that he gives me the strength and the driving ability to get to Lancaster to see the games. So this fall, it was Mannheim Central and Lancaster once and twice and one time, three times a week. And, you know, I'm old. <laughs> you have to have eyes on the side of your head and the back of your head and all over one day I was coming home, and I was on uh, 81 between the split and 22, 322, and the traffic was real slow in my lane, and all of a sudden, some guy decides he's coming from the third lane to my left, smack across. The fellow in the left lane beside me could not move because this guy was just this way. I called him an idiot. I shouldn't have, but... <laughs> Anyhow, I say this. These kids deserve a lot of praise. They put a lot of hard time in. And did you ever try studying riding a bus for 10 hours? Thursday morning, practice at 6, breakfast 7.30, board the bus at 8.30 for a 10-hour drive to the state of Indiana to play the number one team. Now, this to me doesn't seem fair. Number one plays on their home turf. Number four seed <laughs> drives 10 hours to get there. But anyhow, I'm thankful for the safety that they had in traveling and for safety as far as injuries are concerned because their two top players are out, one on crutches and one like Sandy. <laughs> and so, But I'm thankful to the Lord. He promised never to leave us, never to forsake us, to always be with us. And the worst place I hate in all of that travel is the merger from I-83 to 81 north to 22-322. Uh, 
and that's totally committed to the Lord. And I'm safe in saying 99% of the time I get there and there's plenty of space for me to move over. And I'm really thankful. So I'm praying that if the Lord's gracious, he gives me another year. I do have to say this. I was never involved much in sports in school other than racing. I think my sister's back there. <laughs> we were visiting a friend's house one time. This is years ago. And we're talking about running. And she said, oh, I can beat you. I said, no, you can't. So I, we challenged each other. And guess who won? I did. So last she said anything to me about it. <laughs> okay, Donna. As uh, most of you know, my father passed away. I'll get there. Just give me a sec. <laughs> Back in June, and uh, <clears throat> um, I thank the Lord. His grace is sufficient. I thank Pastor Bear and Pastor Tony for all their visits and support. I want to thank you. Now my Oh, okay. She checked out. <laughs> I didn't think she would say anything, but I'm sure she would echo what I say and thanking all of you for all your prayers and support over the past four or five years um, and with his home going. So thank you and thank the Lord for all that you mean to us. And we're so glad the Lord follows you too, Sarah. Trust me. <laughs> Anybody else? We have another time, so you can think about it. And I can come back to you afterwards, right? Right, Pastor Bob? Okay. That sounds awesome. Well, it's always good to hear the praises. And um, I think it'd be good for us to just break for a moment. And um, there's a song in our hymn, hymn book that we'll sing a cappello, uh, Praise God uh, from whom all blessings flow. I think we know that. Let's sing it together. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him the creatures here below. Praise him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. But maybe there is a pressing need on your heart right now. It's good to hear the praises. And it's good to hear how God has answered prayer and how God has been working. But maybe there's someone who feels that we just need to take a moment and just bring our petition before God. I would love to do that right now on your behalf. Is there someone, a prayer request that you would like to make that we can bring before our Heavenly Father Bill?
pause before your presence. Father, with thanksgiving as you have instructed us. And yet, Father, to hear situations such as this one with its gay protest, its skin cancer that's going to just taking over. Lord, it's hard sometimes to find praise and thanksgiving in these kinds of situations. So, Father, we bring them before you. Father, I pray that you might work in a special way. And that, Father, you might make your presence known to this Again, Father, maybe some of us don't know him, but you do. Know him by name. And you have created him. So, Lord, we bring this request before you, asking that you might be with him during this time. Disability. And so we would ask that very quickly you might touch her and raise her up. to bring before you our country. Father, we know that uh, things have changed now with administration. They will in a short period of time. Father, we pray that you would give um, President-elect Trump the wisdom and discernment and insight in how to bring about Lord, much needed change. And also, Father, we pray that you would use him to bring unity to our country. Father, our country is so divided. So we call upon your name. We humble ourselves as we pray. We seek your face. We pray that you, Lord, might come and heal our land. One more before the choir comes to sing for us. Yes. bigger than us. Father, this is about a country. This is about a world. Father, help us to do our part right here. And so do help us to humble ourselves. Uh, 
Lord, for those who are hurting because of the election. Lord, I pray that uh, everyone would recognize the, uh, what has taken place, the changes that have taken place, and that, Father, you have, you have brought uh, all these things to pass. And so I pray for our schools, for those who, who hear the anger, uh, those who, Father, are very upset over all of these things that have taken place. So, Father, help us uh, as Christians, as your people, men and women, boys and girls of great love, reaching out uh, to help bring about, Father, the unity that is so greatly needed here in this country of ours. Father, this is a great country in which we live, and we thank you so much for it. We bring before the before you uh, these requests this morning, Father. We are grateful people because of who you are and the great things you've done for the salvation which is ours in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you. Now bless us once again through this ministry of music. We pray in Jesus' name.
worship a holy God. All right, let's take a few moments. This is the time when the juniors will be dismissed uh, down to junior church. But we want to stand up, step out, turn around, welcome those around you to our service this morning.
Okay. <laughs> Where's Pastor Bob? Get him back in order. Okay, that was good. Great greeting time. Before we go on a little bit, can I just recognize we have a poster child in this congregation? I knew Jeremy would hate that, but every time I drive by it, I think. But you take loan applications anytime, right? <laughs> but every time I drive by there, I go, oh, my gosh, he's in our church. <laughs> and it's really a good picture. <laughs> I, I didn't know if I should do that, but I think, Abby, you're the one who told me, and, you know, Jeremy, and the, and the slogan that's on there. I said, who told me about in the field? Isn't he a farmer? Yeah, he's a farmer. It was a pun on words. I'm not good with puns on words. The man who's outstanding in his field. Awesome. That was your, that was your, um, <laughs> that was Abby told me that one. <laughs> okay, n enough of me. Anybody else? <laughs> Would anyone else like to say any great words? Oh, you have somebody. Uh, is this on? Can you hear me? Okay, this is a little new for me. I'm used to standing in front of a Sunday school class, but not in the sanctuary here. Um, we are commanded to be thankful in all things. All things. And um, we sang today uh, Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And then verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And verse 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. The, uh, back in March of 24, uh, March of 2014, I was diagnosed with, uh, with uh, leukemia, CLL, chronic lymphatic leukemia, it's called. And um, for the last two and a half years, I've been kind of wearing this in my inner, inner man, my blood. Leukemia is becoming contaminated with, with uh, cancer cells. My white blood count started out at 10, 15,000, normal three to five. And every, every three months I was going for uh, checkups and it kept increasing, and my first appointment, the doctor said, my, uh, you, you're lucky you got the, uh, you got the least of the, the best of the leukemias, and I said, great, and then they did a fish test on me and found out that I had 60% of my white blood count is aggressively fighting, producing cancer cells. So, um, the prayer meeting, we've been praying for, uh, for me, the, the people in our prayer meeting in my circle there at 
with Bob here on Sunday nights. We've been praying, and I've been praying, and I've been saying, Lord, give us a, give us a break here. Give, give us a, a, a count where it would one, every three months it would decrease by 30,000. That was a, our, our prayer request. And uh, over the last, this last year from September, I had my last appointment. They wanted to put, start me on chemotherapy, and I kind of resisted a little bit. I was at 176,000 white blood count. And uh, she said, well, well, we'll give you another appointment here November 17th. That was this week. So uh, we go back this week and found out my white blood count increased another 52,000 and went up to 227,000. And, and so I've been fighting the, uh, the leukemia, so I decided now it's time, I guess, to take some action because the white blood count starting to increase kind of dramatically. And uh, uh, Paul said that when he went before the Lord three times, and requested that he had healing, and, and he came back and said, no. God said, no, and he said no to me with a white blood count of a reduction. And so I'm still struggling with this. I'm praying now that in two weeks here, I'll be starting chemo medication, and we're working towards uh, getting this all together. I need some, some uh, additional uh, medical uh, CAT scan, is it? A, Cat can yet to get a baseline, but I'm going to be starting medication, and maybe th this medication is is uh, spearheaded to help take down the exact white blood count. Does have a lot of side effects, and then they already give me a prescription for some other side effects already to get started on. So uh, I'm just praying and asking your help that the Lord will answer and take down the count and take down the leukemia before it starts hitting in the other organs. But I'm asking your prayers, thankful for all the prayers that have gone up before this through the uh, prayer meetings that we've been at and for Pastor Bob and for everyone. And uh, pray for, I pray that you give me the joy of the Lord and thankful in all things, because he does, he does provide. And uh, he's been working and uh, it's been a struggle, but I've been, uh, you know, help me to say that it's not me, that it's all Christ. And that Christ is my Lord and Savior, and, and no matter what, help me to have strength in that and, 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 uh, and God's grace. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you so much for sharing. That's really just keep you in your, our prayers, definitely just bathing in prayer congregation that's all we can really do god is in control anybody else want to share come on guys no david thank you well i'd like to add to that i can relate with everything you're going through um as you know you know with the epilepsy and everything and of course this brain being worked on things are not coming back quickly um I owe everything to my wife. Um, uh, <laughs> it's it's a struggle, and and again, we're relying on God, but yet it's a struggle in the ways that, with everything that's in front of us, I kind of take my frustrations out on her. I want to say, thank her for her prayers. I'm gonna thank everybody here for their prayers of reaching out, um, but this has drawn both of us. 
closer to God than we ever were or ever thought we would be. Um, We know that God is with us, and he's going to see us through this. And uh, what a praise to him. I just never thought in my wildest dreams I'd be this close to him. Um, And looking forward and staying on the positive side of knowing that he's with us every step of the way. I failed the one test now, and I got these other tests coming up. But we're to the point where we're taking day by day, and if I fail these tests and lose this job, he's going to open another job or another job or another door open for us, and we'll proceed with that. So, again, I just want to give him all the praise. I want to thank everybody here for all the prayers, and just want to say thank you. Thank you, David. Make you want to cry. But anyways, but and it just shows you guys that we come here every Sunday and we sit in these pews, but we are battling every day. We have to go through all these trials and all the tribute that God places in it, and we rely on God. How can you do it without God? Without God in your life, it's just impossible. You have no hope, period. We have somebody. Oh, yes, thank you. All right, I'm oh, like, I'm okay. Him. He's one ahead of me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, for those who don't know, I'm Anthony Ribovich, and I'm pretty new to the church. This is my sixth week. Um, you might find it odd that I count that, but I'm very thankful to be here for six weeks now. Um, the last 12 years, I've worked at a job where weekends is just another day of the week, and I haven't really been a church-going person. I've been faithful, but never very close to God, and sorry, I can't. Um, I'm just very thankful for all of you. Um, welcoming us, my family, my daughters, my wife, Kelly. And in my line of work, I see tragedy all the time. It's actually my job to cover crimes, fires, things like that. And I want all of you to know that we're so blessed to have a God that's just so loving to us, and we're able to come home every night and be with our family. And every Thanksgiving, I know as Christians, we, we just praise the Lord, but take a special moment just to be blessed for the simple things in life, you know, having your family with you and a church-going congregation here that's loving and accepted everyone. So, thank you, everyone. Thank you for speaking up. Thank you so much. Oh, all this heavy stuff. Anything, do we have any praises how God has worked in our lives? Susan, all right. So I wasn't here last Sunday. I was actually over looking at a horse and doing some work-related things. And I ended up near where my grandmother is in a assisted living facility. She's 93 years old. Um, she weighs maybe 80 pounds. And she sleeps most of every day and every night. And so the last several times I've gone over to see her, um, there's basically no response at all. And um, my mother really struggles with that, that there's just, there's no response. She doesn't even wake up half the time when we're in there. Um, But I went over this past Sunday, and I stopped in to see her. And it was really a blessing to me because she was, um, they're very good. They take very good care of her. They get her up and dressed every day, and they take her to the meals, and they keep her moving, which is great. But then she sleeps um, all the time in between those. But she was up, and she was sitting in a little church service. And I went in and sat with her. And she was dressed very nicely in her hair. She doesn't even have gray hair yet. She has less gray hair than I do. Um, And she was singing, and I got a little video of it. She was singing the old rugged cross. And she can even still sing on key. 
So that was just really a blessing to me to be able to see that and to hear that and to sit with her and then to be able to take that tape to my mom and show her because my mom's like she has no quality of life. And if you can sing the old rugged cross and you can sing it on key, that's a pretty good quality of life. So that was a really blessing, a really big blessing to me last Sunday. That's excellent. Any more takers? Hi, it's Dara Winter, and Scooby and I are here for our annual thank you very much <laughs> trip to the Murder Life. And I am speaking on behalf of Scooby and I, so we get extra time. Um, you guys are a very gracious and giving church, and uh, that is something that the Lord is really going to be thanking each and every one of you when you come to meet him. Charlie Bechtel is a very wonderful person. He comes all throughout the summer and makes my home a wonderful place to be now. I can go out and enjoy my yard, sit on my back deck, and uh, enjoy my yard now. And he treats my yard as if it was his own home. It's really beautiful, and Scooby appreciates it. He doesn't get bit by copperheads or anything anymore, which he's thankful for. So on behalf of Scooby, he thanks you too, Charlie. Um, I have to thank Kathy, Ridge, and Guy. Kathy makes sure I get to my doctor's appointments and fetches me to the uh, grocery store. And I also have to thank Jan uh, Hoffner. I left her down the other week. Uh, we had a little snafu there, and I had her I guess she was going to have a heart attack, she thought. <laughs> um, there was a miscommunication. She thought that she was picking me up, and it was actually Dorothea, and she came to the house, and Scooby was there, and I wasn't, and she thought I was laying dead in the house. <laughs> so she had Kathy Ridge and Guy come over, and, she, and when I got back to the house with Dorothea, Poor Jan was beside herself, and I haven't spoken to her since, so I, I think she forgives me now, but uh, <laughs> I can count on Jan to help me up, out, or at least I could before. I don't know if I can count on her anymore. <laughs> but, uh, and silently, I'm sure all of you, uh, because I know the Benevolence Committee, whenever I'm running short, or even before I'm running short, you guys help me out a lot. Um, around Christmas time, you hear a lot of people say, it's more blessed to give than to receive, especially when the kids are saying, hey, Mom and Dad, I need something. And they say, you know, Mom, it's more blessed to give than to receive, because that's something you always say when you want something. And the thing is, a lot of times when you are giving things, you say, it makes me feel good. It's more blessed to give than to receive. But we think about it because it feels good when we're doing it right then and there. But I don't think that's what the Lord meant when he wrote it. And I know that's not what he meant when he wrote it because when you give, that's something, a blessing that you get perpetually because you, the Lord feeds you back whenever you give. And the other thing that you ought to think about too, we think about the golden rule where it says, do unto others as you would 
would have them do unto you. It's not that you're doing something for them to pay you back as in reciprocity, law of reciprocity, you give to get. Uh, you do something for somebody else because the Lord is going to repay you, not for that person to repay you. Because if you're doing something for them to repay you, you're expect expecting a debt that they might not ever be able to pay, and you harm a relationship. And that's the difference with this church. I know you guys are generous and kind people. And just like she said up there, you're given to people that, don't, that you don't even know. You know they have a need. And like I said, Scooby and I are here today. You don't get to see us a lot. Well, we don't have a car, so that's one of the reasons, and we don't want to bother people to bring us here. But uh, you are very, very generous, and God will surely reward each and every one of you for it. And I thank you very much. Oh, one other thing I do want to mention. Uh, I think Jen Miller's parents come to church here, and that's the praise for Scooby. Jen and her family got the Halifax pool opened up this summer, and Scooby and I volunteered to help in there, and Scooby was thrilled to death about that. So that's the one big thing that he was thankful for this year. So that's his praise. And once again, thank you very much. God bless, and I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving and a wonderful Christmas. Thank you, Darren. It's always good to see you. <laughs> we have time for one more, Pastor Bob? Do we? Okay. One more. Oh. Sarah. <laughs> yes, there. Maybe, maybe this will be the foundation to all of this. But I would just like to remind us, in Jeremiah, the first chapter, God told Jeremiah that he knew him before the frame worlds were framed. He knew what he was going to be. He ordained him. So everything that we're talking about here today while we praise the Lord and we want to continue to praise him, he knew it all before it happened to any one of us. And so... That's why we continually look to him to take care of us as he promised he would. And if you don't believe me, read the first chapter of Jeremiah. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. All right. All right, let's pray, and uh, Pastor Tony's going to come and share a few words uh, with us. Father, we thank you this morning for these testimonies, these times of witness, <clears throat> these, Father, who have shared their hearts, uh, their struggles, their praises. Lord, it, the Bible says, um, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And so, Lord, we this morning, we have heard uh, the voices of this congregation as they have shared with us and shared with you things that have been taking place in their lives. Father, we are thankful that we can call upon your name, that it is a name which is above every name. And someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, we are thankful for the salvation which is ours. Father, we praise you for that, that no man can pluck us from your hand that we being in your family, 
Father, we are yours and you are ours. And that relationship, Father, cannot change. So we thank you, Father, for the great hope that is ours because we are yours. Bless Tony, I pray, in these next few moments. In Jesus' name, amen. As we close our service this morning, um, I'd like to ask you a question. Uh, what are you thankful for? Do you ever think about that? I, I know somebody said, I don't know if it was Anthony that said, you know, when, when Thanksgiving comes around, we, oh, I'm thankful for this, and I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful for this. But, but what are you really thankful for? What are you really thankful for? And I'm just going to take a couple minutes. Um, if I go over, if I go over 30, no, if I go over 10 minutes, you, you give me a look. Sarah will give me a look. Um, and I know that look. <laughs> I know that look. So, um, but you know what? First of all, I'm thankful for my wife. I've been married four plus years, four and a half years, and, and God has just blessed me with such an amazing wife. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, really, I, I, you don't know what's, what to expect when you get married. You really don't. And I have been blessed beyond words. I'm thankful for my family. Uh, Christian family, I was brought up, my, my parents, my brothers and sisters, my grandparents, and the relationship that we all have together. We're very close. We talk all the time, and, and we talk about God things. That's, that's what I love, is we talk about the Lord and what the Lord is doing. I'm thankful for the chapel and for all of you. I'm thankful for Pastor Bob and for the deacons and for the wisdom that God gives them. I'm thankful for all the people who do things behind the scenes, things that we don't, we don't see, like putting in ceiling tiles in the teen room, or changing the emergency lights, or cooking the meals for Awana, or listening to verses in Awana, or setting up communion. I'm thankful to be an American, to be able to gather together in this great country and open the word of God without fear of someone breaking down our door. And I couldn't go home without saying I'm thankful for my little dog. He has become a great friend over the past year to Sarah and I both. But you know what I'm thankful for more than anything else? There's one thing that I'm thankful for more than anything else. And that's God's grace. That's God's grace. And, and you know why? The grace that's greater than all our sin. And when I thought about it, you know why I'm thankful for God's grace? Because where would you be without God's grace? You'd be lost. True or false? You would have no hope. True or false? There would be no chance of survival beyond this life. I'm thankful for the grace that God had to send his only son to die for me. To, to die to cover my sins, even though the Lord knows I don't deserve it. And this morning I'd like to read these couple verses because I think it demonstrates God's grace in such a great way. In the story of the prodigal son, here's what the Bible says in Luke 15. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate before you die. So his father agreed to divide the wealth between his sons. A few days later, the younger son packed up all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him to feed 
to the fields to feed the pigs. The young son became, became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. Now listen, this is a, this is a story. It, it's symbol, the father is symbolic of God the Father. And there's two sons. We're introduced to really three people. The one son, the younger son, is kind of the sinful person, the person that walks away from God. The older son was symbolic of the Pharisees or a self-righteous person. And we're not even going to deal with the older son today. That's a whole different topic in and of itself. But I want to look at what happens to the younger son and the way that the father responds. The Bible says that the younger son went out and spent all of his money on wild living. So my question to you today, as you go, and what I want you to think about is, are you the prodigal son? You say, well, well Tony, wait. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't really live wildly. You know, uh, I uh, post Bible verses on Facebook. Um, I send out encouraging emails, you know, hashtag blessed. I take great pictures and, and try to build people up. I go to a Bible study. But, but maybe you're not going out and, and doing all of these sinful things. But I think sometimes we take the story of the prodigal son a little too far. Because it's not the only application to think that to be a party or doing drugs, sleeping around, or getting drunk is, is what the prodigal son might have been doing. See, I think that the story of prodigal, the prodigal son applies to even us today. Are you following what God has for you? Or have you walked away? Are you listening to what God has called you to do, or have you walked away? Remember Jonah? And God tells Jonah, I want you to go and to tell the Ninevites what I have for them. And, and Jonah goes, uh, no. And he goes and he does his own thing. And we know how the story ends. But sometimes I think that the story of Jonah and the story of the prodigal son are, are a little similar. Because just as Jonah ran from God... The prodigal son was running from his father. And oftentimes, we are also running. God might say, you know what? I'm going to put it in your heart that you are going to volunteer in Awana. And I'm going to convict you about that. And you say, God, my, my, my Wednesdays are busy. Have you seen those kids? Me? And God says, yes. And we, no, 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 God. I'm going to go over here. You know what? That's not much different than what the prodigal son does in running away. When God convicts you, listen. He has a plan. He has a purpose. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Jeremiah 29, 11. He's in control and he knows what he has for you. Just about the time his money ran out, all of a sudden a famine came. And you know what? Sometimes God uses those situations in our lives to point us back to him. Somebody once said that the best thing that ever happened to the youngest son was the famine. Why? Because all of a sudden he realized he needed his father. He couldn't do this on his own. He was looking at the, the food that the pigs were eating and saying, oh, that, that looks pretty good. Now my uncle feeds his pigs tasty cakes, but I know they did not have tasty cakes back when Jesus was telling this story. The pigs get real big, I tell you what. <laughs> and I wouldn't blame you if you thought the tasty cakes looked good, but that's not what we have in this story. James 1, 2 and 4 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. The Bible says in verse 17, when the young man, so he said, when he says he, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, 
At home, even the hired servants have enough food to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I'm going to go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. And, and this is where the story gets special, and this is where we come to a close. But his father said to his servants, Quick, bring... So he returned to, home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. And filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. Now listen, to see someone, to see someone coming, you have to be looking for them. And the father's looking for his son and sees his son, his filthy, disgusting, smelly son, and runs to him, takes a full dash to his son, probably faster than he'd ever ran in his life. And he hugs his son, who had just been eating with the pigs and sleeping, I'm sure, in all sorts of disgusting things, had just traveled this long distance, and he doesn't care. He hugs him and he kisses him because he's so happy that he's It goes on to say, that the father said the son was dead and he's now come back to life. He was lost, but he is now found. I'm going to ask the praise team to come up as we're going to close with this final song. But, but here, is, here is my challenge to you this morning. Is if you have walked away from God, and it might not even be in a way that, that is very obvious to you. I, our prayer should be, Lord, if I'm not going according to your path, correct me, fix me, put me back where you want me to be. If the Lord is tugging on your heartstrings to get involved in something or, or to, to become a part of something, don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Listen to God's call. Because he knows the plans that he has for you. He knows the plans that he has for you. Would you stand with us as we close by singing Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught. My chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior, ransoms me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, 
that you keep everybody safe as they travel home this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed.